0: could be still sleeping <laughs> but we're glad that you decided to watch amen and amen uh we please pray for those who got called into work today there are some who bless it i know one who was very upset <laughs> um about 5 5:30 this morning bless his heart was uh was called into work so and pop pop is <laughs> Tony, <laughs> sorry, Pop Pop as well, called into work, bless, so uh, keep them in mind, and in your prayers, maybe they'll be able to watch some, especially because Gretchen's going to sing a song for us today, we're really excited, yes, she is, um, she's been wanting to sing a song for Preacher, and she's going to today, yeah, so uh, keep in mind a few different things, we have, um, the, the month of August is... Is school supplies because we're going back to school. Bless our hearts. And (laughs) if you have not yet brought anything, then bring your school supplies, anything that uh, that you. Right now they're on sale, so that's great. You set yourself a budget and buy as much as you can within that budget. There's a a bunch of stuff that you can get. And if you do not have time or ability to get to the store, let us know. Uh, You can hand us some money and we'll take care of that for you. Or if you don't have any money, then bring a shoebox please, because again, I've said, I feel like we're going to have a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, lots and lots of different, uh, different things to put in, so we're going to, right now we're up to about 20, enough money for 20 boxes, but we may have more than that, so anyway, um, any other, oh, we have a Gideon coming next month, keep that in mind, we'll let you know the exact date, but uh, you he was not able to come a couple weeks ago, but we're going to have him next month, so save up some pennies and um, and give a nice big offering for the Gideons. That's one of the best places that you can give because 100% of their proceeds go to buying Bibles and sending them out into the world, into prisons and different uh, college campuses, different places that we couldn't go, but that they are able to. So Keep those things in mind. Again, I can't think of anything right now that's going on, but uh, we will let you know. You'll get a call if there's anything super duper important. So, this was I reserved this. Oh, and thank you. Thank you to those last week who were able to be here. If you're watching online and you were here last week, thank you. Um, that was very nice. Thank you so much. Uh, and I told somebody that when I was looking around, I said, well, I hope that someone else has a, has a program. I hope y'all know wh- who's going when, because normally I plan that sort of thing. But when y'all throw stuff at me <laughs> that I don't know about, it's like, all right, well, best of luck to all of us. <laughs> but it went very well. So thank you so very much for, uh, for being here for that celebration. I appreciate it. Um, but I, w- I had reserved a, a story, and it was not a cat story i had reserved a story from the week before that I was going to talk about last week, but uh, I had to save it again. So, uh, to this was two or three weeks ago. I was I had taken out my curling iron. I was going to curl my hair for Sunday morning and and plugged in and hit the button and nothing happened. I thought, oh no, this is not good. Clicked a couple other buttons on it. What what's going on? You know, took it out, switched the switched the plug and. Like what is going on here? This is terrible. And I thought, oh, well, you know, this has been a good curling iron. Thank you, curling iron, for all your efforts. I appreciate you, and I'm just going to, I guess I'm going to have to throw it away and, and get a new one. And as I was unplugging, I noticed that the cord was a lot longer, and it was kind of in the floor. It's like, oh, this is very strange. And I then realized that I'd been plugging in my electric toothbrush. The whole time, which is why the curling iron wasn't coming on. And I thought, you know, you got to get plugged in, right? If you are not plugged in, then you cannot serve the purpose that you were intended for. Amen. So I encourage you, you're here today, you're watching, get plugged in and, and be useful. Be be used for the purpose that God intended you for. Amen. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your blessings, your grace. God, I thank you for a beautiful day that you have brought us into your house, that you've allowed us to be with other believers, to fellowship together. God, to work together, to to worship and honor your holy name. God, to hear your word. We thank you, we praise you for this opportunity. Father, I ask you now that you would have your will in your way in each and every person who's come in. God, we have come in some with burdens and cares, God, some with, with hurts physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. God, you see and you know the things that we're going through. I pray that we would today, each and every one of us, lay them down at your feet. God, that we would cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Father, God, I ask you now that you would work and move in each and every life. God, if there's anyone here who doesn't know you as Savior, that you change them, that you'd save them, that you deliver them from sin. God, I pray that you would speak to us through every single part of this service. God that someone would be touched and blessed not by how great we are but God how great you are. Father, I just thank you. I praise you for each and every person who's able to be here for those watching. Lord, that you would give them strength and encouragement for those who are not able to be here for whatever reason, work situations or vacations or sickness. God, I pray that you would lift them up, give them strength and encouragement today that they'd feel your presence and your spirit with them even now, that they'd know that we're praying for them. God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify and honor you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
1: My God is more than enough. He can supply
2: Supply
1: supply all all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh He is my God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, He is my God, Sing that again. My God is more than enough, He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai, He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. Oh Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. All the earth is His. All of the earth is His, and the fullness thereof, everything that I need. You can be sure of, Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. See, all of the earth is his. All of the earth is his, and the fullness thereof everything that i need you can be sure of jehovah jireh he is my god oh jehovah jireh he is my god the doubt when by my faith i know my god is more than enough he can supply all my needs he is my el Shaddai. he always looks out for me jehovah jireh he is my god oh jehovah jireh my God all of the earth is his and the fullness thereof everything that I need you can be sure of Jehovah Jireh he is my God oh Jehovah Jireh my god so why should i worry about the highs and the lows the ups and the downs when by my faith i know my god is more than enough he can supply all my needs he is my el shaddai he always looks out for me jehovah Jireh. He is my God. All of the earth is His, his, and the fullness thereof. Everything that that I need, need, you can be sure of. Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. And my God is more than enough. More than enough, more than enough, more than enough. My God is more than enough. Yes, he is more than enough. My God is more than enough. Amen. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare your living hope. Your presence, Lord. I have tasted and seen of the sweetest of love, when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone, your presence, Lord. could ever come close, nothing can compare, you're our living home, your present, Lord. I have tasted and seen of the sweetest my heart becomes free and my shame is undone Praise you, God.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You either way make a miracle work, promise. Keeper, light in the darkness My God, that is who you are You are my way maker Miracle worker Promise keeper, light in the darkness My God, that is who you are You are here Mending every heart I worship you. I worship you. You were here turning light. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. In darkness, my God, that is who you are. My way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, life in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are that is who you are, Lord, that is who you are. Declare it today, even when I can't feel it. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see you working, you never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, life the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are my way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light. In the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are my way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, life in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Proclaim today, that is who you are. That is who you are is who you are, Lord. That is who you are. Praise him today. He is so good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
3: and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. If this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy it so much. You'll come back and just can't wait till the next time to get here. Thank you for coming. It's time to receive our tithe and offering for us who will come at this time. Thank you for all your gifts and for what you give to the church. I'm always amazed at a church that doesn't run any more people than we run how much folks give. And I appreciate it with all of my heart. Brother Joyner, will you ask the blessing on the re-offering this morning, please?
4: This is for you, preacher. you're so alone you're so afraid i heard you pray in jesus name and maybe midnight or midday it's never early never late he'll stand by what wouldn't claim i lived enough life to say Help is on the way We're in the corner. Help is on the way coming for you. Help is on the way. Yeah, yeah, I lived enough life to say help is on the way. Sometimes it's days, sometimes it's years, sometimes it's a lifetime of volunteers. He's in the darkness, he's in the cold. Just like the morning, he always shows. he says maybe midnight or midday, he's never early, never late, he don't stand by what it claimed, I lived enough life to say, help is on the way, help is on the way. Coming for you, help is on the way. Yeah, yeah, I lived enough life to say, help is on the way. Well, I see my sharing troubles, but the Lord ain't filled me yet. So I'm holding on to the promise, so that He's rolling up the sleeves again. When well, I see my I'm troubles, but the Lord ain't filled me in. I'll keep holding on to the promise, show that we're rolling up the sleeves again. Rolling up, rolling up, don't you know it? Rolling up the sleeves, I can see him rolling. Rolling up, rolling out. help is coming. hey maybe me, now nah, I don't need it's never early, no, never late. He won't say he won't stand, but I wouldn't claim. I lived enough life to say, be midnight or midday. never early, no, never late. He won't say he won't stand, but I wouldn't claim. I lived enough life to say, health is on your way right in the way is on the way.
2: Come in the corner, help is on the way. Praise
3: Praise the Lord. When you got people like that praying for you and encouraging you, Um, It's just lift up your head. Lift up your head. Um, Gretchen, appreciate that song. She's been wanting to sing that for the preacher for a good while because help is on the way. And um, he's never early, but he's never late either. And I praise him for that this morning. Um, One of the songs in praise and worship, you may not see it, you may not feel it, but he's working, he's working. So whatever that you you have on your heart that you will probably not given requests for this morning audibly, please know if he hasn't worked it out, he's working on it. If he hasn't worked it out, he's working on it. This morning as we um, go to the Lord in prayer, do you have special needs or special requests that you would like to make known to the congregation this morning? Yes, brother? Yes. Yes. Well, praise the Lord, the last one was successful, and yes, praise God. Yes, amen, amen. Yes, we are. I understand. Let's play for Amanda and her back this morning. Anybody else with a special need or request? Yes, sister. He is. He's able to take care of anybody else with a special spoken. Yes. goes for his hopefully his last pet scan on Tuesday Um, as far as we know we're (coughs) I think we've taken the last of our chemo treatments and um, he has a pet scan on Tuesday though pray that things are looking well Uh, okay you have a special need you'd just like to raise your hand to indicate to the Lord that I believe you Lord you know my heart my need this morning if you will, stand with me and let's take these requests to the Lord in prayer.
2: <laughs> on the way. You. The
3: Lord Father, I thank you this morning that nothing that comes our way to you, does not catch you off guard, and Father, help each one of us, dear Lord, to be in our hearts and in our walk with you, Lord, in this place, Lord, that even though things may come as a, a surprise, a shock, Lord, that you've got us, you've got us, Father, I ask you this morning that every need and situation, Lord, God, those that are sick and afflicted in their bodies today, Lord, that need a touch of your healing power, in the holy name of Jesus this morning, you said by your stripes we are healed, God, I ask for healing this morning, God, you see those this morning that came burdened, Lord, with different needs and situations, dear Lord, God, you are the lifter of our head, Lord, you are, Lord, the promise always be that stage and always be a present help in time of need and trouble. Father, help us as your children, Lord, today to just crawl up in your lap. Help us, Lord, as your children today to just crawl up in the Father's, Father's lap this morning. Receive strength and comfort blessings, Lord, for the present time Lord, and time of Father, this morning, I ask that you would touch those that are not able to be here this morning for whatever reason. God, I ask that your mighty power, God, go to where they are. Our Holy Spirit, as you would, engulf them in your peace, engulf them in your presence, Lord, this morning. Father, today, I ask that you would guide and direct this service that everything said, everything done, Lord, would Somebody's hand. Tell them you love them. You're glad that they're here this morning. Praise the
0: weeks ago we talked about mustard seed faith and if you haven't listened, uh, please do as I I learned some things as I was studying, so I hope that everybody else learned a few things as as you were listening. And as I was going on and and again I've told y'all I have a, a list of, of faith messages, so I have no idea how long this is gonna go and I hope that um I hope that everything goes great with Dad uh, on Tuesday, but even if he just just snaps back in a moment, I, I hope that he'll allow me to uh, <laughs> to at least get through faith. You know, <laughs> you know, again. But I don't know how long it's going to be. So, uh, I am I am submitted. So if he says, um, "Hey, move out of the way," then I will. But I do want to I I do want to help us. I do want to help us, and I point to myself as well. Get into faith, into the right attitude and and action of faith. I was listening to this past week. um, Y'all know I love Dr. Darius Daniels, and I had not yet listened. He has a series on faith I did not realize, and I began listening, and I listened to the first uh, message, and I thought, I I can't keep listening because I'm going to start to steal his stuff. So... (laughs) Maybe after I'm finished, I'll listen to the rest of it. But um, if you're if you're not getting enough, so far that first that first uh, message was very very good. But uh, last week, in asking the Lord in, in preparation, you know where are we go and what's the next thing, um, I really felt that this was. And I said, "Are you sure? Because are, are you really positive?" And, he, and it just kept coming back to my spirit. Kept coming back. And I studied, and then on Sunday when Pastor Chuck was preaching, he stepped on a few of these things, and I was like, even after, I said, are you sure, Lord, that you want me to? Are you positive? Because this will be once again. (laughs) But uh, I really believe that this is where we're headed today and where the Lord would like to speak to us, mountain-moving faith. Again, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about mustard seed faith that would move, the sycamine tree and it referred to uh, forgiveness and and the sycamine tree being that root of bitterness and unforgiveness and we're relating the forgiveness that mustard seed faith to aid in forgiveness and that mustard seed faith starts off small but grows rapidly it grows well in waste places and disturbs soil and it releases cross-bearing blooms that leave no room for bitterness to grow. But today, as we take a look at mountain-moving faith, it's going to refer to mustard seed faith again. We're not going to really dig into mustard seed faith because, again, two weeks ago we talked about it. If you want to know all the details about mustard seeds themselves and how important they are, I greatly encourage you to go back and listen to that message. But we're going to... Take a look at what else can we overcome by this mustard seed faith. In the chapter that we're going to take a look at, Jesus had just taken some of his disciples to reveal a miraculous sign of his glory. He took Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain, the location of which is not known to us. It's speculated, but we don't know for sure which mountain it was. But he was transformed before their eyes. As they got up onto the mountain, it's the, called the Mount of Transfiguration, and he was changed into a glorious body, and as they saw this, they were amazed. And we see that the, the four of them up on top of the mountain had left those other disciples down at the bottom. Only Peter, James, and John witnessed this event and were told to hold the information until the resurrection of Jesus. And as the four of them reach the bottom of the mountain, this event that we're going to be taking a look at today seems to have occurred. We're going to be in a few, and I told Jeff that I was being a lot like uh, Brother Joyner. i got a lot of scriptures today, <laughs> so I wrote them all, but I wrote them all down, so we'll see. So we're taking a look in Matthew chapter 17. That's where we'll begin, but then we're going to jump into Mark. So... Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 18 to begin, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. So we see this happening, this circumstance. as As they came back to the multitude of people, they were met there by a man, a father, who fell to his knees before Jesus, and began to explain his circumstance. Now, I would like for us to go to Mark chapter 9 because it gives some details about the boy that I feel like are relevant here. We'll we will come back to Matthew chapter 17 to finish out, but I do want us to take a look at uh, at Mark chapter 9. And I'll read the whole section as we as we go. So Mark Chapter 9, verses 17 through 27. It says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Y'all have any children like that? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was <laughs> That's not in the notes. <clears throat> and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And spake unto thy disciples... That they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him, and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground, and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child, And oft times it casteth him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. So... As we see this, and again at the at the end of this part, it doesn't talk about the mustard seed faith, which is why I, I do want us to go back at some point in just a, a few minutes. Do want us to go back and look at what Jesus says to them. But this is the same occurrence. So we're seeing it from Matthew's perspective as well as well, technically this was Peter's perspective because he was the one who spoke to Mark to to write. So we're seeing this from Matthew's perspective as well as Peter's perspective and we see that Peter has, has told Mark a lot of extra details about the boy. So Matthew records that he was a lunatic and the literal meaning of this is moonstruck or crazy. Some have suggested that he was having epileptic seizures and that seizure activity was associated with changes in the moon at that time. Mark records that the father told Jesus the boy had a dumb spirit, meaning mute. Again, not, not dumb, but dumb meaning mute. This spirit had wreaked havoc upon the boy. It would, when it came upon him, tear him. And this means to break or to wreck. It would cause him to foam at the mouth. It would cause him to gnash his teeth and that's his squeak creak or grate the teeth in a frenzy and it had caused him to pine away to shrivel or to wither so we see how awful this evil spirit this this terrible negative thing that the boy had been experiencing since he was just a very small child we see the effects of it here as Mark speaks of it. And then we see the failure of the disciples. The father of the boy had had come to the disciples before he was able to see Jesus. So those nine disciples were down at the base of the mountain. They were having an argument with some of the scribes and, and the teachers of the law. And as this was going on, the multitude was gathering around because they wanted to see Jesus. So as the multitude came around this man who was desperate for help came to these nine disciples and said, can you please heal my son? Possibly he told them the same thing that he had told Jesus. This is my issue. This is the thing that's been going on with him. Please help him. But when Jesus came down and recognized that they had not been able to cast this demon out, he said to them, O oh, faithless generation. Faithless meaning disbelieving without trust and untrustworthy. But where was their faith lacking? Think about this. Oftentimes we think, as we read through this, we think, Oh, there Jesus is condemning them for not believing in him. He's saying, Oh, you faithless generation, you can't believe in me to believe that I can cast out a demon. But think about the situation. Who were they not believing in? Jesus was up on the mountain with Peter, James, and John. His closest disciples, they were were away up on the mountain. So were they doubting Jesus? Jesus hadn't even been approached at this point. The man hadn't even been able to get to Jesus because he was gone. So who were they not believing in? See, they had seen Jesus heal people regularly. Were they so forgetful that they wouldn't believe? Well, that's possible because the disciples blessed their hearts. But, I mean, we'd probably be the same way. Oftentimes we can be. But what if it had nothing to do with their faith in Jesus? What if him calling them a faithless generation, him saying, how long do I have to be with you? How long do I have to suffer with you? Had nothing to do with their lack of faith in him. What if their doubt was in what God could do through them? Jesus had already given the disciples the authority to perform all types of miracles, including exorcisms. As we're looking in Matthew, in in chapter 9 or 10, I believe, Jesus sent the disciples out. He said, all right, y'all, y'all about to go out by yourselves, go two by two. You, you have the power to, to heal and to resurrect and to cast out demons. You have the power to do all these things and more. Everything that you've seen me do, you can do. Go forth. They came back rejoicing. Oh, the, the spirits have succumbed to us. We're able to cast out. And Jesus said, Don't don't be grateful that you can cast out demons. Be grateful that your name's written in the in the book. But they had already experienced the power within themselves that God had given them to cast out demons. So based on authority. There should have been no reason that they could not help the boy. There should have been no reason that when this child was brought to them that they could not say, in Jesus' name, depart and never come back. But we hear Jesus' frustration with them. How long will I be with you? How long must I sustain you? At some point, they were going to have to trust in the promise that Jesus had given them. Greater works than these will you do. He was getting near the end of his life. He was coming to that last portion of his miraculous time here on earth. He was coming to the end, and he's saying to them, how long do I have to be with you? Not much longer. How long are you going to wait until you believe what I've said to you about you? So the boy was brought to Jesus. And the demonic spirit began to react to the power and the presence of Christ. Because that's true. Because even today there are forces at work. We hear that from Paul. That we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Rulers in unseen places. We can't see it, but it, it is happening. There is a war that's going on between god and his desire for us and satan and his desire to destroy us so as this demon was brought before jesus we see it reacting and tearing at the boy and he begins to foam at the mouth and he begins to scream and and the demon within him cannot stand the power and the presence of who god is Because the sickness was a spirit problem not simply a physical problem. We have to understand some things about sickness. Throughout scripture we see various types of ailments. There were sicknesses due to sin which still happens today. Sickness due to sin. And back in the in the biblical times, they really believed that all sickness was brought on by sin. We see that in John when the blind man was brought before Jesus and they said, Lord, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So they automatically assumed that anytime someone was ailing in any way, that they had sinned and it was a punishment for their sin. And that, it, that does happen, that there are consequences to our actions. That's just a, a natural law that there mu- that for one action there is an equal and opposite reaction. So there are consequences to our sin that cause sickness. There is sickness that will bring glory to God. Like that man's blindness. That man was allowed to be sick. That man was allowed to be born blind because dozens of years later Jesus was going to come and heal him. Glory. And it was for the glory of God that all around would see and give glory to God. There was a reason that Lazarus was allowed to die. And that was so that those who had gathered at the tomb would see that even after four days, <laughs> when, the, when the Israelites believed that the Spirit had, had departed and went into heaven and could not return, that after those four days, he came to the tomb and he said, Lazarus, come forth. That was for God's glory. He was allowed to die because of that. So there are certain circumstances when ailments are allowed to continue. We know that throughout the Bible, uh, Elisha had a sickness whereof he died. These are things that are just because we have a number of days that only God knows. There are some sicknesses whereof we die. And it's God is sovereign and he knows all things. So there are different kinds of sickness within the Bible. But there is also a sickness that attacks the mind the will, and the spirit of a person. When this type of issue encounters Jesus, there is a reaction. The Lord asked the father of this little boy, how long has your son been going through this? And he says, since he was a child, and in some interpretations it's even an infant. So since he was very small. Now, please understand, I'm not saying that epileptic seizures are are demonic possession, but in this case, we see it recorded that it was. So ever since he was very small, there was something that came on him (laughs) that was trying to destroy him. There are things that people have been dealing with, have been putting up with, since they were small. Maybe even born that way. But the word says we must be born again. Because no matter what sin you were born into, and we were all, every single one of us, born into sin. So no matter what sin you were born into, no matter what sin you are more inclined to, we all must be born again. Everything that is within us must submit to the authority of God. The purpose of the spirit that had come upon this boy was to destroy him it says that the Spirit would often throw him into the fire to burn him up, would often throw him into the water to drown him. But we know and understand through God's Word that that when you pass through the fire or, or when you're taken down into the water, the Lord says, I'm with you. You don't have to be afraid. I am there with you. And so no matter how the enemy would try to destroy No matter how he would try to attack, even from the youngest age, even from the smallest point, to know that there's a purpose for each and every life. And the point of the enemy is to steal and kill and destroy. He wants to destroy potential, he wants to destroy purpose. It is his desire to tear down anything that he knows can give glory to God. So as the man was coming to Jesus and he was begging Jesus for his help, he said, If you're able to do anything, please, if you're able to do anything, he he wanted the demon cast out, but he said, if you're able to do anything, if you can bring any type of relief. If you're able to do anything, please, just a little bit of help. Maybe you've been there. Like, Lord, I I don't know. I don't know if you can take this whole thing away. I, I don't know if you can completely fix it. But even just a little bit of help would be better than nothing, would be better than what I'm going through right now. Please, just a little bit of help. And Jesus informed him. That all things are possible to those who can believe. To which the man cried out, as we must, I believe, help my unbelief. Anything that's within me that that cannot believe this, take it away. Anything within me that's doubting, Lord, take it away. And notice what Jesus says. Notice what he says to the Spirit. In verse 25, when Jesus saw the people come running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee. Come out of him and enter no more into him. What did the Father say? He said he had a dumb spirit. But Jesus recognized the full nature of the problem. He said, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, come out of him and never enter again. The problem was not only with proclamation, but also with reception. It was not just that the boy couldn't speak, but he couldn't hear. Now let's take a look back in Matthew chapter 17. Verses 19 through 21. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? So obviously there's some level of belief that they could have because they tried to. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place. And it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So they questioned. Again, they they came to Jesus. Why were we unable to perform this requested miracle? And the answer that Jesus gave was very simple and forthcoming. Their belief prevented them. We hear again about that mustard seed faith that is fast-growing, cross-bearing, overtaking faith. He said, that's what you need. That's the type of faith that you need. Fast-growing, cross-bearing, overtaking faith. If they would have been able to accept what God could do through them, great things would be possible. When he says, say to this mountain, and you don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes, when he said, You can say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea. This is in direct correlation with a verse in Zechariah. Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And it will be up on the screen again. If, you, if you're taking notes, you're welcome to, to write it down. If you want to turn there, you can. But it says, And he answered, And spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, that thou shalt become a plain? And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. So as Jesus was saying to his disciples, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea. This is what he was referring to. This situation here in Zechariah. This phrase, again, spoken as a prophecy over Zerubbabel, was indicating to him that he had been empowered by the Spirit to accomplish all that had been placed upon him. And the same was true for the disciples. Jesus was saying to the disciples, just like Zerubbabel had taken this role of the one who would rebuild the temple that was torn down, you are the ones who are going to build a church that the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against, and you have to understand that the power within you is greater than the mountain facing you. He's saying to them, do not worry Do not doubt, because who is this mountain that would face Zerubbabel? Who is this mountain that would face Peter and John and James? Who is this mountain that would face any of us when the Spirit is within us? Not by might, not by power, not by anything that I'm able to do in and of myself, but by the Spirit that lives within me is this mountain Going to move. The mountain is simply a metaphor for the things that would seem insurmountable. We oftentimes like, oh, you know, riding through the mountains. Be thou removed, cast into the sea. Nope, didn't work. I have a, a brother of mine who <laughs> I'm sure does that. He 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 just loves this verse. <laughs> Those those tiny little grains of faith that can move a mountain. But the thing is, again, it's a metaphor for those things that are in front of us that just we don't think we can make it. When we look at what we can do, things look impossible. But by the Spirit at work within me, nothing is impossible. When I believe in what God can do through me, nothing is impossible. But he says to them, that prayer and fasting are necessary. He says, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. This kind, what kind? What kind of what? Did Jesus mean this kind of evil spirit can only be cast out after much prayer and fasting? Or that mountain-moving faith comes about only by prayer and fasting? We can honestly consider either of these to be true. That the, the type of demonic power that would oppress and depress and cause such difficulty for a person even from the time of their birth that type can only be cast out by prayer and fasting but the faith to cast it out is only accomplished by prayer and fasting so how can I move a mountain with my faith before we go any further we must acknowledge the sovereignty of God wow that's that's a tough thing to do we ask in his name we are given authority to perform miraculous signs in his name but ultimately he is in control this is why jesus even said when he was in the garden he said i don't want to do this i don't want to go through this Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. If it's possible, please don't make me go to the cross. I don't want to. But not my will, your will be done. Even Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, trusted in the sovereignty of God and said, whatever you want, God. And as I was listening to... uh, dr. Darius and yesterday and he was talking about this and he was saying you know we have to trust in the sovereignty of God but that that should not hinder our prayers you know I encourage you ask for anything you want ask for every single thing you want do not hold back knowing that sometimes we don't get what we want because we haven't even asked for it so my responsibility is to ask for every single thing that I'm wanting or needing And God's choice is whether I get it or not. And if I don't get it, I I must understand God is sovereign. He knows best. It wasn't his will that I got that. So he is in control. But we must better understand and exercise our mountain-moving faith. Well, first, mountain-moving faith believes in what God can do through me. Say it again. Okay, say it again. Mountain moving faith, number one, believes in what God can do through me. The disciples, again, had been given the authority to perform miracles, yet they were unable to cast out the evil spirit because of their inability to believe what Jesus had given them. We possess more power and authority as believers than we realize. We must understand that mountains will not be able to stand before us, not because of who we are, but because of the Spirit at work in our lives. Oftentimes we live defeated because we're seeing through natural eyes. We're seeing from my own strength. And I can't face this. I can't do this. I have no power to make it through. But when I understand that the Spirit lives within me, that as a believer, as a Christian, when I accept Jesus into my heart, that the Spirit comes to live and He gives power to accomplish things that I cannot. The second thing, mountain-moving moving faith deals with spiritual battles. Moving a mountain is a metaphor for the hindrances and issues being moved out of our way. Consider the boy... From early childhood, an affliction had come upon him that sought to destroy his life, would throw him into the water and the fire in hopes that the boy would perish. It looked to everyone around him just like a dumb spirit, taking his voice, silencing the cries of those who were in need. But Jesus recognized it as a deaf spirit as well, having the understanding blocked no truth, no faith, no encouragement would be able to get through. See, sometimes the reason that we can't speak words of encouragement, sometimes the, the reason that we can't speak words of faith is that we cannot hear the words of faith because the, there's a deaf spirit that Satan wants to cover our ears up to the truth of God's word. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if he can block our hearing, then he can also block our speaking, our proclamation, because words have power. And if we can't hear the truth, we won't speak the truth. So he wants to cover up that chance for the truth to get in. He wants to block out all the, the words of encouragement from God's word, from the, from the preacher speaking. He wants to cover up all those, those words that God could use He wants to fill our mind with all sorts of crazy things. He wants to hinder us with the things of the world and get into our minds that we can't hear God. He gives us a deaf spirit, not only a dumb spirit. Sometimes the physical manifestation is just a symptom of an emotional or a spiritual issue that needs to be dealt with sometimes in our physical bodies our pain comes out because we won't deal with what's going on on the inside it's got to go somewhere and we just cover it up we put a band-aid on it we we whatever it is that's on the outside we try to fix that without fixing what's hurting on the inside the pain the depression the anxiety the worries the cares that con- constantly bombard our mind and have to come out in some way. That's what mountain-moving faith deals with. The spiritual issues. The stuff on the inside. Those mountains on the inside that no one else can see. That's the type of mountain-moving faith that we need that gets rid of that stuff. And the third thing Mountain moving faith is increased by prayer and fasting. Because the closer I get to the Lord, the more I deny self, the more I get away from other things that could hinder my listening. The more I take time with Him to pray, the more I set aside time to give up all the other junk, the more I become like Him. He draws me closer. As I take that time, he is always there. He is always wanting to get closer to us. We are as close to God as we want to be. I'll say that again. We are as close to God as we want to be. We hear that excuse, oh, I'm not as close to the Lord as I used to be. That's, that's your choice. Because he is always there. He says that if we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. The more I seek Him, the more I see Him, the less I see me. The less I see my inability, the more I can see His ability. I gain the insight that, no, I don't have any strength in and of myself to do great things, but the power of Christ is in me. The more I read His Word, the more I pray, the more I hear from him he begins to speak into my life that I can do all things that I am able that there is nothing impossible to those who believe but I gotta get away I gotta get rid of the other junk so one more acknowledgement this is this is not a sermon trying to get you to believe in yourself. That's not what this is about. Believe in and you'll achieve it. That is not it at all. <laughs> you can't move mountains on your own. That's why when again, when you're driving through, be thou removed, be thou removed. No, that's that's flesh. I cannot break down the spiritual barriers of my own volition. But it is a sermon to encourage us to believe in the God in us (laughs) that what he's put in us is is stronger than anything that's in the world (laughs) we are able we are able to experience mountain moving faith when we believe in what God can do through us when we understand that we are fighting spiritual not merely physical battles and when we draw closer to God through fasting and through prayer as the music plays. And we ask the Lord to help us just like the the Father did. Say, Lord, I believe and help my unbelief. (laughs) Like those disciples who, who were not able, who had the ability within them but didn't have the faith in themselves didn't have the faith and the power that God had put within them we ask God increase our faith today Heavenly Father we thank you we thank you because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world there's there's all truth in that if I can believe it, if I can accept it. <laughs> that greater is He who is in me than he who is in the world. That God, through my own abilities, through my own accomplishments, I can do nothing. God, I acknowledge that today. But I understand that you have put within me power. Power. Because I'm your representative here on earth. Father, I pray today that you would help each and every one of us. God, if there's someone here who is suffering with a spiritual battle that they just can't seem to overcome, in Jesus' name, in the power and the authority of Jesus, we say be healed. In the power and the authority of Jesus' name, we say, Mountain be moved. In the power and the authority of Jesus, we say, Spiritual depression, spiritual anxiety, spiritual oppression, chains be broken in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for each and every one of us that we would first believe in what you have done in our hearts. God, to know and understand that the promises of your word are true and that when you say that we can do greater miracles, that we can. Not by might, nor by power, but by your Spirit. Father, I pray that you would help us to believe that you are able to accomplish greater and bigger that we can think or imagine. Father God, I pray that you would help us each and every day to fight those battles that rage within, to have an understanding that that sometimes the physical is really the spiritual. It's just a manifestation. It's just what we can see. But God, when we're going through it, that we know that in Jesus' name, we, can, we will not be destroyed because we are your children. That in Jesus' name, when we walk through the fire, when we pass through the water, that you are with us. That we won't go under because we're holding on to you. And Father, I pray for each and every person here that they would have a hunger and a desire. To draw closer to you through fasting, through prayer, through study, through meditation, through worship. God, that you would put within us such a desire like we've never had before. Father, that as we leave this place, we would feel a difference, a hunger, a calling within our lives to get closer. Because we know that you are always ready to draw near to us if we'll take that step and draw near to you. Father, I pray for each and every person, encouragement, strength, lifting up, Father God. Help us. Help us. Help our unbelief. Take it away. God, I pray that you would help us to see ourselves the way that you see us to see through your word all that we're able to accomplish because of you. God, we love you. We thank you. We give you glory. We lift you up. We ask your power and your presence in our lives day by day. We need you,
2: Lord.
1: We thank
0: you. And we say,
2: like me.
0: we say, Our trusting and believing,
2: lost,
0: may the Lord bless you, may He
4: keep blind, you,
0: make His face to shine on you, may He be gracious to you, and may every single day, every single minute, heart, may He give you peace that passes understanding.